and welcome to How to Deal When the Shit Gets Real podcast. I'm Rietta. And I'm Connie. And today we are here with Mary Paskus. So Mary, how do you deal when shit gets real? Or just tell us about yourself. You like that, Mary? Oh yeah, I knew you would. Love it. (laughs) Well, I'm Mary and the way I deal with shit is by eating a lot of cookies. (laughs) 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 Or ice cream. I mean, depends on the mood. But yeah, I'm Mary I don't have much else to introduce myself with, but I'll be sharing more as we go along. <laughs> don't want to give it all away, you know? Let yeah. it be a surprise. Kind of just like let out the secrets Spread. as they come. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we like to let people introduce themselves because some people like to like say all their accolades and some people don't. And that's that's cool. All right. Well, since you brought up cookies... And for you and I both, we have both struggled with like weight and weight loss. But what have you learned with your struggle with weight and weight weight loss? Anything that you, any advice you'd like to give to others? I feel like my biggest thing was, because I did lose like 30 to 40 pounds a couple of years ago and I was able to keep it off for a few years. But then lately, like quarantine and just not really caring all that much, I put it all back on. But I feel like my biggest thing is like people telling me like, hey, you're kind of like bigger, like little comments people make. Like my mom and sister have always been skinny, so they've never really dealt with my my weight issues. Like comments like that from people I feel like just made me more depressed about it. And then I would just binge eat more because I'm an emotional eater, (laughs) as I kind of mentioned with my cookies. So I feel like you have to get to a point where you like look in the mirror and you're like, I need to change for me, not for anyone else, but for me. And that's kind of when I started, I signed up for the gym and then I went hardcore for a while, but I'm starting to try and get back into it again. And I feel like this time around, I'm trying to learn to like love myself for how I am, but also like improving myself gradually, not just like. So I feel like a lot of people do those like diets, like, oh yeah, the scab diet. Yeah. And then they just totally crash. Like I know me, if I keep myself on a specific diet for a while, like I will crash and burn back when I did lose the weight. I wasn't necessarily sticking to a specific diet. If I wanted a cheeseburger, I would still go get a cheeseburger, but I would just make sure it fit into my calories for the day. Cause like I said, just holding everything back that I find delicious. I'm just it's not going to end well in well. <laughs> <laughs> like one day. And like we've talked about before, Connie, and I, um, everything in moderation is always good. That's something I've always believed in. I've always talked to my clients about because, yeah, why you get one life? Why should you deprive yourself of things that you love and enjoy? Yeah. And like I said, if I do, then I'll just one day just sit on the couch and eat it all and then gain like all the weight that I had lost in one day. <laughs> <laughs> at least you know yourself you know what you need to do to be successful for yourself and that already is a, a big step in the right direction yeah I feel like that was my biggest learning curve because like there are so many different ways that people go about dieting but like it or like just losing weight in general not necessarily dieting but it's so specific to how your body works like what works for one person dropping 40 pounds isn't necessarily going to work for you so it's kind of taking that time to figure out what does work for you Absolutely. And also the negative comments for sure don't help. And your family has not been nice about it at all. 
they definitely have their comments, but like, even like growing up, I was always like the chubbier friend. I was never like the skinny friend. And like, looking back at the pictures from high school now, I'm just like, why did I think I was so fat? Like I wasn't really that fat, like such body dysmorphia, but. And all women get it and it sucks. And even when you're skinny, it's like, no, but you should look like this. Even if you're skinny, this is how you should look. Yeah. It's horrible the comments that people make. I don't understand why people think that it's okay to make comments about somebody else's body. It's not your right. It's not, it's not something you should do. Just like you shouldn't ever put your hands on somebody else. Like that's just don't Mm -hmm. comment on somebody else's body. Like you have no idea what they're going through inside, outside, whatever. I mean, that's just not something, even if you're skinny, like there are people that'll be like, you're too skinny. Like, why do we even need to have those comments? Yeah. My sister-in-law gets those comments. I can say the shaming definitely goes both ways. Like, I feel like as a woman, there's no, there's no happy place. Yeah, there's no winning. People see you. Mm. So as long as you are happy with yourself, I feel like you are good to go. And the other thing, I guess, with my weight too, is um, I was diagnosed with PCOS at like, I don't know, age 15 or 16, which is just polycystic ovarian syndrome. And other than having like terrible irregular periods and stuff, one of the bigger I don't want to say side effects, but like symptoms, I guess you would say is people tend to be on the bigger side if they have that and they struggle with weight loss. I don't necessarily know why, (laughs) but from what I've read about it and everything, that is definitely one of the things that that's like one of the bigger issues that a lot of people have with PCOS is being overweight. Yeah. Actually, one of my best friends that I made um, since my husband has been in the military has PCOS and she massively struggles with uh, weight loss as well. I don't know the reason either, but I do know that it is a common, like you said, symptom or side effect, whatever you want to call it. I feel like that's such a, like one of those, I don't want to say common, but I feel like a a lot of women do have it. But like for me, when I was like 15, 16 and my primary doctor's like, oh, by the way, you have PCOS most likely because there's no way to like there's not one specific test to diagnose it. If you have like three of the main things, then they consider you to have it. And she didn't really give me any information about it. She's like, you just, you have this most likely, and you might not be able to have kids when you get older. Moving on. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> oh my gosh. What a thing to hear at 15. Like, oh, you have this. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. And you might not be able to have kids. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, she like, just who like, does that? it in so casually. I'm like, can we just you didn't just say what you said and just not explain that. (laughs) Yeah. Right. You can't just breeze over that. I heard you. (laughs) Yes. So that honestly has been something that's always been in the back of my mind, but, um, I am adopted. So being adopted, I have no issues if I need to in the future, having to adopt or foster or something like that. But it is something that I've always like, if I start to get serious with a guy, I will let them know. be like, Hey, won't know until I start trying <laughs> if I can have them, just so you're aware. Yeah, that is you, rough. Yeah. But like my boyfriend now, Chris, he's totally cool with it. Like he knows. It's not something I hide from people because I know a lot of people are like weirded out by like not having kids naturally, which is fine. But personally, I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> I roll yeah. with it. And if somebody really loves and cares about you, that usually isn't going to be a deal breaker. Like, and like you said, there are other options. You were adopted yourself. You can foster, you can, maybe you could even do IVF. I don't know. I don't know if your PCOS would stop that, but there are other options. So if it was something you really wanted, you could, you could find a way to go about it. Definitely. 
So since you brought up being adopted, can you talk about what it was like growing up being adopted? Like, did you find out right away or did you not find out till you were older? That's one of the questions I would say I get most often when people find out I'm adopted is, oh my God, when did your parents tell you? And there's never a specific time when they like sat us down and they're like, because my sister's also adopted. We are not from the same family. So we were adopted separately. Um, she's about three years older than me, but there was never a day they, they sat us down and they're like, oh, by the way, drop this bombshell on you. Like they, from what I was told, we used to have this children's book of a baby getting adopted into a family. And they would read that book to us and be like, you're like that baby. I, mommy didn't have you, but you're our baby kind of thing. So I honestly don't even remember it. I've just, I've just You've like just always, always known. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And gotcha. honestly, if you, you look at my family at my mom's side is Polish and I'm a, I'm a ginger. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I stick out a bit. And it's funny because people will still be like, oh, you guys look so, so alike. <laughs> I yeah. remember hearing those stories. <laughs> yes. A lot of people used to tell me back when my dad was still in my life, you look like your father. I'm like, don't insult me like that. <laughs> but it's only because he had curlier hair, I think, because otherwise I feel like we did not look alike at all. Yeah, I still to this day will get comments from people like, oh, you look so much like your mother. And I'm just like, no, no, I don't. At least I don't think so. But but overall, I feel like being adopted hasn't affected my life too much. I would say the biggest thing is like health history wise. Every time I go to a doctor or something, they always ask health history. And I really know nothing about that. I know like a couple things about my family history, but my adoption form was pretty basic. Like for ethnicity, it put they just put Caucasian as if like, I can't get much whiter than this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I did end up doing Ancestry DNA a couple years ago just to kind of find out like what ethnicity I am because I want to know where the red hair came from. And I think I was only like 17%. Irish and Scottish. So that was a lot less than I was expecting. I know a lot of people have had different experiences being adopted where they like have issues with their adopted family and stuff like that. And really, I, I haven't had too much, too much of that. Have you ever tried to like look for your birth mom or is that just not even been anything that's crossed your mind? Honestly, I have not specifically gone to search for her. Um, my mom has always been open. She's like, if you you and your sister ever want to meet them, like want to find them. I can give you all the information I have. I would love to meet them so that I could like hug them and say, thank you. But it's just never something I've been super interested in. I can't speak for my sister, although I think at one point she did want to, but just never did. Um, I have had biological cousins reach out on Ancestry. And I also did on 23andMe because I wanted the, the health profile for that. Um, and I've had cousins reach out like, I don't know how you fit in this family, but it says we're related. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, I was adopted. Like, I don't really know. Can't really help you on that. And one cousin in particular kind of was like, so ex she seemed very excited because she sent me like message after message. Like, oh, my God, this must be your mom. And like this, my dad's going to get it done, too. So we, I think she was a second cousin. So he ended up matching with me as well. And all this stuff, I was like, thank you for the information, but I'm not really looking for, um, like, to meet <laughs> the family. I was just kind of curious about my ethnicity. And she was like, oh, okay. But that will probably be an awkward family party for them next time <laughs> they have a party. 
<laughs> they, huh, we just found out that somebody had a baby. What? <laughs> yeah. Like, what happened? <laughs> but yeah, because she seemed pretty shocked. So, which I know my birth mom was young when she had me. So, and besides, your family is way too much to handle on its own. You don't need a second one. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> one at a time, please. One at a time. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think I've really had any super negative experiences being adopted. I will say one time in junior high, uh-huh. we were doing um, we were doing like a family tree in our like biology class or something. I told the teacher, I was like, hey, um, because we had to pick a family trait and then trace it through the family and back to us. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't share any traits with my family. <laughs> I was just like, can I just like make up a family or like, should I just use my family and like whatever? And the teacher is like, oh, you could just make one up if you want. But he was sitting next to me. He's like, oh, you're adopted. Your parents didn't even want you. You're an adopted piece of crap. I'm like, that what? <laughs> That's like literally Excuse the only you? time. Kids are I know so the teacher, mean. the teacher Kids are apologize, but I'm just, that's the only negative thing I can think of. I could imagine the health thing would be hard. Cause you know, if something ever came up in your life, like something happened that you wanted to know more about your health info, that would be a hard thing to not know. So I get that being a frustration, especially cause you do deal with PCOS. Yeah. And I found, um, the 23 and me health profile. That was pretty interesting. The only two things that really stuck out to me is I'm like at 60% chance of becoming pre-diabetic and I have one of the traits for celiac disease. I was Hmm. like, well, that's good to know. That's actually pretty interesting. I have to think about doing that just because. Yeah. My boyfriend had done it. That's how I found out about it. And he really liked it. He also ironically has one of the traits for celiac. So I'm like future children, if you exist, I am so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) They have gluten free in in their life coming. (laughs) Tell us about your struggle with your dad, leaving you guys high and dry. Yeah. So my parents got divorced or like separated when I was 17. So technically he was still supposed to be paying child support on me for a few more months. Cause I think he left January of our senior year. So it was that 2011 and then my birthday is in May. So I turned 18, like five months later. I don't think he ever paid any of that. He was supposed to pay a third of my college tuition. Like it was supposed to be me, my mom and him going third. He had helped pay for, I think my sisters or at least like help take out the loan and stuff. Never saw a dime of that. <laughs> and then he actually, so what happened was he used the house as collateral for his business loan because he was like self-employed, but then he stopped paying that. So that's when we went into foreclosure. And then I think it was my freshman year of Moraine is when we got our first apartment. So it was me, my mom, and sister. So that was kind of the fun beginning, (laughs) but honestly, I would say it was for the best. Like he was an okay person, (laughs) but he definitely like had a temper, never like physical or anything, but just, I never wanted to bring my friends around the house. I, Connie, I don't think you ever met him. No, no, I don't. Sam never has. Allie never has just because like, 
he gets so angry about like the littlest things and gets so like annoyed and frustrated so quickly it's just like why would I want to bring my friends around this (laughs) so he moved to Florida like a year later I want to say because I think for some of my freshman year of college I did still somewhat talk to him and I would like call him after class I just remember calling him after class one day after I took like a math test or something like oh yeah I think I did really well but yeah he moved to Florida with his girlfriend (laughs) I think it was actually an old high school girlfriend that he started dating again Well, and he did it to skip out on you guys so that he didn't have to pay for your child support or your college education, and he didn't have to pay back that loan. Yes. And aren't there warrants still technically out for him? I didn't think warrants could expire, but I guess my mom checked like a while ago, like four years after it all happened, I think, and she said the police station told her that, no, they expired or something. It's like, Uh, that doesn't make sense, (laughs) but okay. But honestly, like, he's also one of those people that, like, tries to make it seem like everyone is against him and he's, like, the victim and everything. Because, like, during that time, when after he had moved to Florida, um, my grandpa passed away, which was his dad. I don't even think he came into the funeral because he's just like, well, I can't because you have warrants out on me. So if I come in, then, like, I'm going to get arrested. Like, duh. (laughs) So... As you should be arrested. Yeah. It's just like, he's just one of those people where like the world is against him, he says, and he has done nothing wrong. And it's so funny because my grandparents are like, well, we're the sweetest people ever. They both pass. But (laughs) I always say, I was just like, because he has one sister and she's not much better than him. I would almost say worse. But I was just like, how did like the two nicest people create like the two spawns of Satan? (laughs) Like, oh, wow. Oh my God. But, it, but it's true. Like, I remember my aunt one time, she came to McDonald's where I worked. Like, I never talked to this lady. And she stopped by my work to tell me, oh, yeah, grandpa's not doing real well. Like, she asked my manager if she could talk to me because there was a family emergency. And then I was just like, okay, like, this is all stuff I already knew. Like, why are you stopping at my job to tell me this? And my manager, after she left, was like, are you okay? Is everything okay? I was like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like it was no major update or anything. It was stuff I already knew. So I'm just like, why did you waste your time coming here? You live nowhere near here. It's fine. Just don't let that cycle ever back in the store ever again. Okay, cool. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yes. And honestly, like he still texts me once a year for my birthday. He used to text me for my birthday and Christmas. I honestly haven't responded in years. I don't have his number saved in my phone. I only know it's him because he always says, God bless. Um, That's like his phrase, which is ironic. I was like, texting me once a year isn't really being a father. (laughs) And your mom still kind of has like a soft spot for him. I think she has explained it to me because so (laughs) with this whole thing, my mom has like, She's not very good at, like, I have set boundaries with her and my sister. I'm like, I don't want him to know anything about my life. If you guys want to talk to him, that's fine. Like, I don't have my last name on any of my social media because I don't want him or his family to, like, easily find me if they wanted to, like, stalk me. So she sent him my graduation pictures from last year, like, that me and my mom had taken together when I graduated. I'm like, 
And I only know she did that because he texts me saying congratulations or something like that. And I was so mad. I was like, I have told you, like, if I died tomorrow, like he better not be at the funeral. I don't think it would ever actually come in. Um, my family would probably like beat him up, but I was just like, if I died tomorrow, like he doesn't need to know, like he chose mm-hmm. to leave. He left. Like he doesn't get to like be involved. Especially so, how he left. If yeah. he would have just divorced your mom, moved out into an apartment, but was still there for you. That's a different yeah. story divorcing your mom not paying child support leaving you guys with a bunch of debt and skipping out on town out of town so that he doesn't get arrested that's like okay bye don't need that in my life Mm -mm. yeah and like the last time I physically saw him in person was actually at a court date for the I think it was for the divorce Um, my mom didn't tell him that me and my sister were coming (laughs) I think we were off school that day or something so we went downtown with her um he didn't say hi. He couldn't even look us in the eye. He, um, his lawyer came over and said hi to us and like shook our hands. Um, his lawyer eventually dropped him. (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, that was the last time I saw him in person. And that was probably 2012, maybe however many years ago that was. (laughs) Yeah. It was probably 2011, 2012. Cause that's when we graduated was 2011. Yeah. So it was around that time. Yeah, are making me feel old right now. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime. I would feel the same way that you do, Mary. Like if somebody just peaced out on my life like that, like, yeah, you lost all privileges to know what I'm doing and what I'm up to. So no, thank you. Yes. And I think my mom was saying how she's like, because we got into a really big fight about that. She's just like, well, I feel like he just needs to see what he's missing out on. I was like, that's great. You can share all you want about your life. But I'm just like, I told you do not share anything about mine and like she'll come into my room sometimes be like oh he moved and he's at this place now and I'm just like I don't care I told you I don't want to know anything about him if he has a heart attack and dies tomorrow it honestly would not affect me I'm like I don't need to know so I have issues with her just kind of walking over my boundaries with that (laughs) welcome to mothers I know they will always walk over boundaries but at least you'll be putting them putting those boundary lines down and at least trying to tell her hey no thank you yeah like I think my sister sent him a birth announcement when she had her first like I said if you want to let him know like that's fine that's on you and Anne wasn't really around through most of it she was away at college so like towards the end it was just me at home with my mom which is why well, A, I just witnessed all the fights firsthand, but also, like, I was her only daughter there to, like, talk to and confide in and stuff. So I feel like that's why. So then it hit you harder and it didn't hit Anne as much. Okay, it's I could just fine. see through his bullshit more. <laughs> yeah, Anne just missed out on a bunch of it because she wasn't, she was away at college. I would call her crying, though, on occasion when they had really bad fights, but. It's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's never the same as firsthand and it's probably harder for your mom because she just wants to be able to share how amazing you are with everybody and everybody. So it's probably harder for her to let that go than it is for you to be like, nope, I don't need this toxicity. Yeah, for sure. Because like I, I do get it from her perspective, but at the same time, it's just like, I don't, I don't know. 
Right. And it's still your boundary and it still matters. So she still has to be respectful of that. But that's probably why she has a harder time. That would be my guess anyway, <laughs> just as a mom. <laughs> Both me and Rietta are very used to no boundaries because our whole family, no boundaries. Isn't that a brand from like JCPenney's or something? No boundaries. If yeah, not, we'll, we'll make. If not, we'll make it one. It's fine. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure. Coming it is. out I remember from seeing Connie that. and Rietta. Yes. <laughs> I feel like that's all I dressed in in like high school was no boundaries. <laughs> yep. All right. So we touched on your dad, and because he left, you guys were in such a shitty financial position, but you still graduated college debt free. Any advice when I tell our listeners how you did it? Because most people are now like, yeah, $70,000 in debt. Woo. I, I'm not, but I know that's how most people are right now. I'm still paying off my undergrad. Yeah. And I feel like people value education so much, but at the same time, it's just like, how do you expect like the average person to not go into like so much debt? So I would say, my biggest thing was growing up, my mom would always put um, some of her paycheck into my savings and then some into my sister's savings. So I didn't start off with like nothing, which I think was super helpful, but not everyone can do that. I get that. The other thing was we had to get jobs as soon as we were 16 or we couldn't use the car. So of course we got jobs at 16. <laughs> and I feel like that kind of has helped build my worth ethic because it's weird to me to like not work. So I actually have never not worked since I was 16. <laughs> but I would say every time I got a paycheck, my mom would always make me put half into savings and then I could keep the other half and spend it like to go to the movies or something. Because when you're that young, you really don't need a whole lot of money no. unless you're having to pay for your own car insurance and stuff, which I didn't. Me and my sister shared a car, but we just had to put the gas in it, essentially. So I think saving half my paycheck really helped because that kind of built something up. It also got you good at saving, too, because you've always yes. been really good at saving. And I feel like uh, another part of me being like a saver is because like I seen how like how we ended up is like, I always like to have a little savings account because I just like to be prepared. <laughs> yeah. So I went to Marine Valley for two years, actually got my associates and I actually went and got my phlebotomy certificate. So I was working full time as a phlebotomist while going to school for my bachelor's degree, which is how I ended up being able to pay as I go, essentially. My savings account definitely helped, but every paycheck I'd be putting money into it, not always half because I had more bills now because I have like credit cards and stuff like that. But yeah, working full time. And then also the school I went to. So I went to Lewis University. They have this like adult accelerated program. So if you're over the age of 25, you can go to like night classes, but most of the classes were just online. I think I had like one to three classes in person. And they were always like Thursday nights from like five to 10 or something crazy. But that's pretty much how I did it as I worked full time. I did take like a year off in between getting my bachelor or getting my phlebotomy certificate and working and starting my bachelor's degree, or maybe it was even two years. So I was saving up 
before I started again. I feel like so many people think as soon as you graduate high school, you have to go straight into college and stuff. And I didn't know what I wanted to do back then. Like my degree has changed so many times. Like in my head, I wanted to do nursing. I wanted to be a teacher at one point, like just so many things. So I don't think it's a terrible idea to like go to your community college for a couple of years, get your associates, kind of take classes and see what you actually like and what you want to do and just be working and saving what you can. And it's much easier at like the community college level to work, live at home, build your saving. Cause it's what I did too. Yeah. And community know, college is definitely much- a good way to start. Cause it's so much cheaper. I definitely mm-hmm. looking back, wish I probably wish I would have started like my first two years of community college and then gone away. But you're right. A lot of us get caught up thinking that we have to leave right away or like you want to leave. You're like, I'm done. I want out of my parents' mm-hmm. house. Like, <laughs> I was way too practical because my mom was like, well, yeah, you you can go to university if that's what you want. But you're just so you know, it's going to be all loans. But if you decide to go to a community college, me and your dad will split it and you won't have to pay for it. So like that was like, okay, so I don't have to have two years full of loans. Sounds good. Yeah, because I lived at home actually up until like recently. (laughs) And so that definitely helped me save too, because while I did give my mom money for stuff, if my hours got cut at work or something, she wouldn't make me pay for like that paycheck or something. So I was able to save more than if I was like off on my own apartment paying like for everything and all that stuff. So in, that respect, so in that respect, luckier than uh, some and yeah, more luckier than some. I don't know. I don't know what I was going with there. Fine. <laughs> I actually remember, Connie, when you went away to school and like I was thinking about going with you, my mom like will still bring up, you should have gone to school, Connie. I'm like, yeah, but I didn't know what I wanted to do then. So it, I feel like to me that just would have been wasting money. It's okay. I, I wasted a little bit of money too. It's fine. <laughs> Happens to the best of us. Considering I was supposed to be a teacher and look at me not, and I went to school, a school that's renowned for teaching. And here I am not a teacher. Well, an education should never be seen as a waste. I'm not currently using my degree anymore either, but it's never a waste what you learn and what you do in school. Like you will always have that. And it shows a commitment that you can finish a degree and earn it. And even now, most jobs like working for Dell, they don't care what you have your degree in. They care that you've completed a degree and that you have a higher education. They don't care what it's in. They just, they're looking for your commitment. Yes, exactly. I'm probably like one of the few people who actually has like a job somewhat related to their degree because I graduated with um, a bachelor's in management and like a minor in I think leadership, which is just fancy word for also like management. (laughs) Um, And I do kind of manage things. So I manage, I think I have about 20 accounts for my company that I'm kind of like the middleman of between the company and the customer kind of thing. So if there's issues or if we need to get, because I work for the railroad, we need to get tanker cars to get their qualifications and stuff. Like that's pretty much what I'm managing. So I feel like it fits. <laughs> it's There's management in there. I'm not. No, like that definitely fits. The head person. But yeah, we're kind of like our own little mini managers. 
No, I would say that definitely fits. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people like they value bachelor's degrees so much, but then again, there are so many jobs that don't like you don't need one for like you need your training, but not like a bachelor's degree per se, like um, paramedics and firemen, they don't have bachelor's degree per se. They have like their specific training, but it's like, does your fireman really need to like have a bachelor's degree in order to do like his people saving things? Like, I don't think so. The only Um, thing it gets them is more money. Yeah. And like with trades, like any trade job, you don't necessarily have a bachelor's. You have like your specific training, but so many people are like, you need a bachelor's, you need a bachelor's. At least like, that's how my family is. But I'm just like, there are jobs that you really don't. And they're important jobs. Like if we didn't have those jobs, like the world would not be running like it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, you need, you need to watch that documentary because they, they touch on that, but how like little in comparison, like people make the scale between like debt and how much you make is insane. I was like, that's really annoying (laughs) Mm -hmm. well and actually police departments started requiring that you have at least an associates and a lot of them want you to have a bachelor's and my when my dad first became a police officer didn't used to be like that you didn't have to have Mm -hmm. a lot of them didn't require any school or they just required an aa and now they're going more for they want you to have a bachelor's yeah my um brother-in-law he basically just tested into it and he didn't have any degree whatsoever. Like a couple of years back, probably in like 2014 or whatever, back then it was just an associates, but you didn't have to, if you tested high enough into the police department. Yep. But they've changed now. I think it's also in an effort to get the, the age limit up higher because they've noticed hmm. all these problems that they're having with the younger you give a, a 19 year old a batch and a gun, a badge and a gun, it tends to go to their head a little bit where if you get a 25 year old graduate, it's a little different. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Well, and because we like to talk about, you know, shit being real and how you get over it and how you've overcome. So what's something difficult that you've overcome and how did you do so? And how do you think it's changed you as a person? I would say the hardest thing I ever did was working full time, going to school full time and graduating and all that stuff. Cause actually one year I even did seasonal works like at Kohl's. So I was oh, working yeah, full time, going to school full time and <laughs> working part time <laughs> because yes. you know, oh, who needs God. a life? Yeah. You were so crazy that those few months it was, but you know, it, and I think overall it was worth it because I was able to live off my Kohl's paychecks because they paid me once a week rather than every two weeks. And then my like, big real big girl job paycheck I would just put into savings oh, <laughs> so it definitely nice. helps a lot but yeah no it was very stressful I'd say that was the hardest thing I've done but I think for me kind of visualizing why I'm doing it like I'm gonna graduate I'm gonna get a better paying job I'll be able to move out I'll be able to afford my own stuff like that was kind of like my biggest motivation to like get me through those very stressful times <laughs> just you're gonna, you're gonna graduate. It's gonna, it's all gonna get better. So seeing yep. the light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, yes. Because I definitely had some bad senioritis, like last, <laughs> I would say, like last two semesters. 
I was just, I was ready. <laughs> I got, I remember getting like that too. My last semester getting the senior, I was really bad. Like you're ready. And then you graduate and then you're like, shit, what now? Yep. And I was like, so dedicated in the beginning. Well, I mean, I was still dedicated the whole time, but I wanted straight A's because I wanted to get a higher honors than my sister did in college. So she could like stop being annoying about it. <laughs> I didn't end up beating her I don't think but I did still graduate with honors I think I only got one C and that was in like a finance class because I hate math terrible at math if anyone ever hired me for a math related job they'd be an idiot but yeah you got it done in the end and debt free and not any not a lot of people can say that yeah. I mean, I did also have some, I forgot to mention, I did get a couple grants each semester and my school, not my school, my job did have like a reimbursement program, but up to, I think only $3,000 for the year. Which is not much. For, it's not compared to for, compared to how much college costs. Definitely. But oh, I mean, it definitely helped. Yes. Every penny, like right? A, I will take any money. The only thing, if you signed a contract with them that you would be there for at least a year, you could get like 5,000, I think. But I was just like, I was not very happy there. So <laughs> I was like, I don't want to have to like sign this. And then like, God forbid something happens. I'd rather just stay free and get my 3,000 and just call it a day with that. <laughs> yeah. And is another is a full year really worth the extra two grand? Yeah, yeah, probably not. Now, if no. you're going to pay for the whole thing, sure. Yes. Maybe <laughs> if you're happy there. So if you could do one thing different in your life, what would it be and why? Honestly, I was thinking about that. And I was going to say, like, move out sooner because so I just turned 28. I moved in with my boyfriend like three months ago now, maybe. And this was my first time not living with my mother because for after my sister moved out, um, it was just me and my mom for like the longest time. So I was thinking like maybe move out sooner, but at the same time, why would I waste all that money? I think everything happened the way it should have happened. I wouldn't necessarily say I have like any regrets. Like, yeah, when I was still in school and I was like in school with like or a bunch of people like we went to high school with be like, yeah, I graduated with my bachelor's and I'm still like working on my associates or something like those days. I'm like, why didn't I just go right to college? Like, I feel like I'm so behind, but I've learned like there's no set time schedule. Like you get where you get when you need to get there. <laughs> like, I think I was just so had it stuck in my head that like, this is how things are supposed to be. And these are like, supposed to be married with kids by the time I'm 30 and like all those things that like you think when you're younger but as you get older you realize like we're not that old like we still have so much time to do things like we don't need to rush things like you've said like you think that everything's worked out for the best because you know all those people who might have graduated when they were 24 or whenever you're supposed no graduate you're supposed to graduate from like college 22 right yeah. Yeah. Those people could have $70,000 in debt. And mm-hmm. you might have graduated later, but you never had any debt and you worked your whole way through it. So, who's really the stronger person? 
Yeah. And I mean, like you talked about, like, oh, I should have moved out earlier. But that's one thing that I feel like we get caught up a lot in is we should ourselves to death. And like you shouldn't mm-hmm. you don't, there is no should that you have to do. Like you do what you want to and what you feel is right. And w- like you said, why not? Why not stay with your mom? I mean, it's good company and you're saving money. And I mean, you got time with your mom that not everybody can say that they get. And she relatively like left you to do whatever you needed to do. Like she wasn't pretending that she, that you were still 16 and she had control over you. Cause I can see that being an issue, but considering Mm -hmm. she, for the most part treated you like an adult. I mean, she was more of your roommate at that point than she was your mom. Yeah. And like, honestly, growing up, she was very strict. Like we wouldn't be able to go, me and my sister couldn't go out on weekdays unless we were going to work. We had to stay home and do homework and stuff, which was like the worst (laughs) when I was younger because everyone would go to free pie Wednesday at Baker Square. And I could never go because I couldn't go out on weekdays. And it was so frustrating when I got older. I know, right? (laughs) Do those places still exist? (laughs) I know the one on LaGrange closed. Yeah, a lot of them are gone, which is a sad day. Mm-hmm. No more free pie. It's all that free pie. Yeah, I know, right? They gave out too much free pie. They're gone now. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely say if she was still as strict as she was when I was a kid or, like, teenager, then, yeah, no, that would not have worked. But, yeah, like, I could come home at, like, 2 a.m. from the bar with friends. As long as she knew, like, I got home safe or if I wasn't coming home, she's like, I don't care if you don't come home. Just like, tell me you're not coming home so that I'm not like thinking you got run off into a ditch somewhere. <laughs> so very reasonable, yeah. very common yeah. courtesy. Yeah. That's yeah. just common courtesy. Yeah. And I would still like, I would give her money, not like a bajillion dollars, but I would give her money every month, like every paycheck, a certain amount schmoozing off her or anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Right now would I pay for me and Chris is I buy the groceries because when I moved in, I was still trying to figure out like if my mom still needed my monthly like stuff that I would give her because she just retired. So she's kind of like figuring all that stuff out. So Chris didn't make me like pay anything when I first moved in. He was like, I totally understand. And like, I'll bring it up to him. Like I can give money towards like stuff now. Like we're good, (laughs) but he's just like, "Eh, eh." So I was like, well, I'm not going to push it. But I did say I would start buying all the groceries because we used to split it. But I was like, you know what? You pay for like essentially everything else. I was like, I can handle the groceries. <laughs> and Aldi is your best friend because I know you go there because I we know you, went, you found that wine. <laughs> we only went there that one time and it's actually oh, really? right down the street from us. We usually go to Jewel because they have Aldi. Yeah, they do have some good stuff. Their wine, though, is very delicious, I will say. <laughs> I killed a whole bottle on Monday. It's always nice nice to throw in with groceries too. I lived with my parents, not last appointment, but the appointment before that. And I did the same thing. I would just buy groceries. Like she wouldn't ask me or anything. I would just go to the store and just buy the groceries. I don't like feeling like I'm mooching off people. Like, I don't know. I just like shut up and take my money. (laughs) Yeah. Same. Like, I don't want you to, I don't want you to think that I expect you to let me live here for free. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why when we were in Hawaii, we, we tried, we paid a couple of, uh, meals all together because we're like, no, 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 they're fighting traffic for us. We have to do it. 
<laughs> and and one time they were like, wait, you already got the bill. We were going to pay the bill. And I was like, no, you cannot. It's the least I could do for having you guys sit in traffic. And so this is how to deal when shit gets real. Come join us on all of our social media. Give us all of the ratings. And uh, we'll have an episode out every Friday. See you guys next time. Thanks for listening.